RBC is a proud partner and supporter of Powwow Pitch and Indigenous entrepreneurs like Squalwen Botanicals' Lee Joseph. Discover her story in RBC's latest edition of A Chosen Journey at rbc.com forward slash a chosen journey. Traditional healing with a modern vibe. Sister Sage, powwow pitch winner, has got you covered. Cleanse your body and spirit with smokeless smudge, handmade soaps and bath bombs. Peace, love and smudge. Join the Sage fam at sistersage.com. Quay, I'm Sunshine Quem Tenasco, and I'm an Anishinaabe entrepreneur from Kitagon Zibi Anishinaabe. I use Shopify to power my business, Herbraids, where I sell beaded pendants that support water security in Indigenous communities across Canada. You can sell your products online too with a 30-day free trial. Visit shopify.com forward slash powwow pitch today to put your products online and grow. Quay. Welcome everyone to the Powwow Pitch Podcast, a show empowering Indigenous entrepreneurs. I am your host, Sunshine Quem Tenasco, and I'm an entrepreneur from Kitagon Zibi Anishinaabeg. I got my entrepreneurial start on Dragon's Den selling baby moccasins. And today I'm the creator of Powwow Pitch and Her Braids, an author, water protector, mom, and advocate of Indigenous entrepreneurs. Each year, Powell Pitch supports thousands of Indigenous entrepreneurs to tell their stories. I launched this podcast to grow the reach of our entrepreneurial wisdom connected to our rich culture and deep roots as Indigenous people. On this podcast, I interview some of the most successful Indigenous entrepreneurs, makers and creators to share their stories, learnings and wisdom to lift us all. The Powwow Pitch Podcast is a production of Powwow Pitch, syndicated through the Startup Canada Podcast Network and co-presented by RBC, Shopify, and Facebook. Welcome to the show. We are so lucky to have with us today the founder and CEO of Birch Bark Coffee, Mark Marcele Nawagabo. Let me begin by sharing a quote from Mark that resonates with me so much and uh, the work that I'm doing. Um, Mark, you've said, the path we choose will have a global impact and we will make a world of difference for all our relations, waters and lands to follow. Wow. Um, thank you, Mark. Uh, welcome to the show. Ani, Buju, thank you for having me, Sunshine. Yay. So a little bit about you. Mark is Ojibwe and a band member of the Whitefish River First Nation located on Birch Island, Ontario. Through Birch Bark Coffee Company, Mark is on a mission to make a difference through education and awareness about the lack of clean drinking water for Indigenous peoples of Canada. Yay. Um, Mark advocates for water as a fundamental human right and believes that we can all make a world of difference through self-determination and perseverance. Uh, Birch Bark Coffee has become a household name for its humble beginnings and is now sold in hundreds of retail stores across Canada and primed for global growth and impact. 
Awesome. Welcome, Mark, uh, to our first Powwow Pitch podcast series. Uh, thank you for being here. Obviously, obviously, because of the work that I do with Herbraids, uh, I, you know, so believe in the work that you're doing and that we all have to come together collectively to talk about this uh, water issue that's happening here yeah. in, in Canada. So why don't you tell us a bit about, you know, coffee and water and how that relates to each other and you know how you started that and why yeah it's a pretty interesting journey as a first nations person when i when i embarked on i i really didn't know you know i didn't know i was going to be be here in this position today and you know to put everything to perspective everything i'm about to tell you is all within three years mm-hmm. um when i when I started this, it was about passion. I already worked across Canada with the, you know, uh, teaching in Vancouver and um, guest speaking uh, within the justice field. But um, when I when I created this, um, it was about understanding that there was a need to um, fix or help fix the infrastructures in our communities across Canada. I, I mean, at the time, I didn't know what I was doing, but I, I knew that the water issues were problematic and I, f- I focused on that and then uh how coffee came into play is 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 you know i'm a, a big fan of coffee and i knew that coffee was the second biggest commodity sold in the world and uh, i said how could i put these two things together and fixing the water problem and it just you know we're visionary people as first nations and uh indigenous people in general and uh it just it came to fruition at that point um three years ago where i just started chicken scratching on paper and figuring things out and then kind of everything came in front of me um you know thanks to the creator and uh next you know birch bark came alive and uh if you recall i mean you you shared this journey with me with uh e-commerce when we got together at shopify and i think everything just exploded from there hmm Hmm. Now, like it's it's one thing. I'm a a huge advocate for writing things down, uh, yeah. pen and paper, and like you know <clears throat> visualizing it and seeing it. Uh, you know, for my kids and for myself, I do it regularly. But it's one thing with you know chicken scratches writing it down, and it's another thing actually pulling the trigger. You actually yeah. pull the trigger. So, what made you take that leap? I think as um I think as an entrepreneur we're risk takers mm-hmm. and uh, it's about, it's really, there's multiple layers to birch bark coffee. And uh, it wasn't just, uh, wasn't just about, you know, tackling the water advisor, but there was many layers to this. And I think part of it was uh, education and awareness, mm-hmm. but also integrity and stepping up to the plate and, and, and not a lot of shop talk, but actually putting an action plan together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I had a purpose, I had a vision, uh, I believed in what I was doing and I wasn't going to let anybody tell me not to do this, mm. even though I was about to tackle a national crisis. Um, mm. And as an entrepreneur, like I said, you're a risk taker. So you just go full force forward and, and you know, you, you don't care what the, the uh, I guess the uh, barriers are in front of you, but I focus on the end result of what I see where I will be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have you definitely have like a a bigger purpose. So like with my, you know, the water work that I do, it's mostly education that I do. You know, I do these beaded pendants as conversation Mm -hmm. starters and then Nibby's water song, which is mostly for 
children, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. To go and, and to talk about this issue and to let everybody know. But <clears throat> you took it a step further. You go in and provide and, you know, like how like that, that blows my mind. Like, so you're not only educating people, but can you tell us a bit more about that side of it? Because that's a huge part of it, too. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I I knew it was a big problem. And I knew that uh, I knew the water mandate for 2021 wasn't going to be. I knew a long time ago it wasn't going to be met for 2021. And, you know, it was uh, when you when we look at when we look at our our economy and we look at our the world in general and you know here we are in canada being the you know the third richest country in the world and but yet we can't even provide people clean water like this is ridiculous mm-hmm. and so i uh, you know i just stepped up to the plate and i said how can i help out and you know i'm only selling 15 99 cent bags of coffee but i knew it would take me a long time to do this but you know, I, I worked towards trying to buy uh, certified purification systems, little tiny ones that were user friendly, uh, very expensive. But, you know, what the heck, I, you know, sell coffee, uh, provide purifiers. And it's part of my slogan is coffee making a difference. And that was the impactful piece. And matter of fact, on Monday, I have meetings with uh, Chief Emily from Curve Lake. So there's some exciting news coming. Uh, can't really announce it yet. But uh, um I did, I can announce that I did partner where, so going back where, where my, my vision was to go in and, and provide purifiers to each home across Canada, mm-hmm. starting with Ontario first. Um, just about a year ago, I had people trying to contact me and I didn't know who they were. This is really exciting. I have to say this. Mm-hmm. So I just, ent- I just entered into, um, an MDU, MOU, sorry, um, with uh, a company that's a nonprofit organization and they're made up of consultants and engineers and they're out of Egypt and Germany and now in Canada and they've provi- provided, it's called life from water mm-hmm. and they, they've provided water to 600,000 people in four different countries. Mm-hmm. They've created man-made wells, uh, water systems, uh, dams, solar si- panel systems, and they can provide it up to 10,000 people. And I'm going, Oh my goodness, my, as, as entrepreneurs, as businesses, our, our, our goals are always changing, right? And uh, we're always looking at better ways to, to fix things. And this is part of being an entrepreneur. So it, as you hear it in my voice, I'm excited because now where I, you know, I was going to slowly go in, the, in the, the homes to help at the, at the, at the tap systems, these people can actually go into a full community now. And this is what they want to do is help me go into a full community and fix the problem with the engineers. And I'm going like, holy lift. And this brings my whole, my whole business model to, uh, to a full, a full rounded, uh, business of what I want to, wanted to achieve. And I'm going, so there's some exciting news on Monday. We have meetings actually with uh, curve Lake. So I am so stoked. Wow. I, I, I can't friggin' wait. I hope you post and share it everywhere yeah, so that yeah. we can all celebrate. And I think like when we have people doing this important work, uh, you attract the same sort of people. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, yeah. you know, we're doing a bit of work in water. I, you know, you're doing a lot of work in the water space, but there are other people who are, you know, today, uh, 
you know, t- making videos uh, and talking about language revitalization, uh, you know, artists like we're going to talk about Christy Belcourt, who's, you know, doing art and advocating for water through art. Uh, you know, there's people um, all over the place like Standing Rock. That's about water as well. Yes, it's about, you know, something else, but that's all about water. So we're all connected and we're all doing this work and everybody's work is is valid. And yours just is a, a, a different and beautiful way. Um uh, yeah, yeah so it, oh, go ahead. Important. Yeah, no, no, it's important what you're saying, just building on what you're saying, where it's about working together together to build a healthy economy and healthy planet. And I think there's a big shift happening, sunshine in, 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 in business reconciliation. And I think that uh, it's very important to get that message out there. And, and that's another thing. Like, yes, this work is, is you know, our, our ultimate goal. But at the same time, we have to be financially healthy, too. So yep. how do we balance that? So maybe if you want to talk about that, like, you know, how was that? I'm sure when you're growing stuff, it's not, it's a little bit of a risk at the beginning. And, you know, if you have, I know you have a a wife and if you have children, if you have this, you have responsibilities, suddenly, you know, your list grows bigger and you're supporting more people. Um, So it becomes a little bit, you know, a, a little bit more, uh, you know, harder to take that plunge. Um, So, how did you find that? Were you, you know, no problem. You jumped right in um, or. Yeah, uh, yeah I, get, I get what you're saying. And it's mm-hmm. uh, as a business, I mean, at the beginning, I, again, out of passion, mm-hmm. never really, never really saw this as, uh, as a, as a means for uh, uh, being a provider. Um, but I already wear multiple hats working, working in other businesses that I have. And um, I, uh, as this move forward, it's almost like I sat down as it was growing up, scaling up so fast as, 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 um, and I'm, and I'm a private business. I'm not nonprofit for profit. I am. And I, uh, I went, Oh boy, I think I could make a living off this eventually. Mm. Um, as it was moving so fast and, uh, for sure you got fit, you got to think you got to balance in your life. There's got to be balance, right? There's got to be balance of your family life, but most importantly too, is self care. I mean, if I'm not in tip top shape in my mentally, spiritually, physically, emotionally, then it doesn't really make sense to drive this business. So the business reconciliation piece, I mean, we have, we have to make sure that, uh, you know, obviously it's money, right? I mean, as you move up, there's a lot more bills to pay. There's a lot more, uh, sacrifices you have to make. Um, but, I, I think, I think as you move forward, you you really have to, you really have to encourage uh, yourself to really look at um, opportunities to gain access to funding or grants or bursaries. And as First Nations people, we, I mean, we we were entrepreneurs way back when, mm-hmm. and I think that we haven't really had an opportunity to um, get into the market. Uh, I think we are now. I think that we have opportunities for procurement. I think that uh, Aboriginal businesses, um, you know, we're changing the landscape mm-hmm. of the economic, you know, economic growth. And I think, in you know, when you look at 2016, we we contributed well over 30 billion dollars annually mm-hmm. to Canada. And I think there's, I think there's 
huge opportunity for us to expand exporting um, and uh, offering, uh, you know, offering really good businesses to to Canada. And I think we can play a, a major role. And yeah, one of the biggest problems is money, right? And uh, that's the thing I really have to look at. And I think that um, to get to play with the big players up there, out there, mm-hmm. uh, supply chains and stuff, I really had to uh, reach out to people that I know to really guide me and help me um, to get to that level. And, you know, I again, I thank CCAB hugely, immensely, uh, Canadian Council of Aboriginal Business for really being a, a backbone to help me really understand and open my eyes and connect me with people that could make this happen. Mm, that's beautiful. Um, so to date, we're always, you know, we're always learning. Entrepreneurs are consistently mm-hmm. and we're hungry for that too, right? Um, and we appreciate those, all those lessons along the way. But what would you say is uh, some of your biggest lessons, your biggest learnings uh, to date in entrepreneurship? Um, wow, that one's a really, really good question. And for me, it's really about making sure that, um, that I, everything I do, it's like walking in the snow as we have snow today, Mm -hmm. uh, leaving proper footprints. Mm. And when we're walking, my analogy is when you're walking, you look back and you see your footprints, those footprints have to be really good footprints so people can follow. So the people that are, um, so we're inspiring, aspiring entrepreneurs, uh, that want to make a difference. And one of the things I really push is that, you know, corporation is kind of going to the back, to the back. And we are now creating businesses that are innovative social enterprises that are cause-driven and then not on top, not, not just that, but with a paid for attitude and, uh, with ethical responsibilities, right. And, uh, you know, lead by example and, and it plays such an integral, we have an integral responsibility to, to, to do this because, uh, as, as we move up yourself and myself and people like Jen Harper, who, who are indigenous, there's a lot of eyes on us and people want to learn from us. People want to be inspired. And I think that for me is so valuable mm-hmm. um, to, 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 to bring awareness to consumers that this is, this is the new way that things are moving along and you, you can learn from us. So uh, there's, you know, I, I'm sure you get so many interviews uh, as well, but like people often toss the word role model, which mm-hmm. um, it, it makes me, me personally <laughs> feel uneasy mm-hmm. um, in that, like, for me anyways, I feel like, well, you know, who am I to be the, ro- you know what I mean? Like, I'm just mm-hmm. doing me for my children, for my family, for my community, and I'm doing the best that I can, knowing full well I make mistakes and fumble and all that stuff. So for me, I don't like that word, and I'm I'm pretty vocal about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know the footprints, and and I agree to you know walk carefully and walk you know with all, everything you just said. But do you feel some sort of pressure because of that? I think um, I, I think I. 
I think I'd be lying if I didn't say that I did feel pressure at times, depending on my situations that I go through. But I'll share a story. I remember one time I was uh, I was meeting an elder and I gave him tobacco because we see them as elders. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I give them the tobacco and I'm sitting across him because I want to ask questions and um, <clears throat> get his wisdom. And then he looks at me and he hands me back the tobacco. And I kind of like puzzle, had a, had a puzzled look in my face. I said, what, what, what are you doing now? He goes, <laughs> he goes, because he goes, you came to me as an elder, but he threw the question at me. He goes, now I'm giving you the tobacco back because I see you as an elder. Wow. And I went, oh, what did you, like, I'm trying to like, you know, figure this out. And basically what he's saying is that it's, there's no age, there's no, there's no labeling as role models or anything. We learn from each other. And just because I'm there and I'm younger than him didn't mean that he couldn't learn from me. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a very valuable piece to understand uh, when we take leadership roles, when we embark on these journeys in our lives. And, uh, you know, we move forward in a good way. And mm-hmm. I think that we, we really want to just build positive, productive and respectful relationships, you know, that that in my eyes allow Indigenous and non-Indigenous Indigenous businesses and people to take steps together in achieving, you know, uh, what I see as a vision of reconciliation. And mm-hmm. for me, it's business reconciliation. And, you know, everything I'm doing is about self-governance. It's, it's about uh, leaving a good path. It's about sovereigntyism. Uh, it's about integrity and just really um, having a purpose, right? Many of us don't have purposes in lives. And I think that, uh, that I think that when you stay focused um, you can move mountains. So how does one find purpose? How it, you know, there's, there's so many people who want to have that purpose, who want to have, you know, that passion that you have. I, I hear it in your voice and the words that you use and, and everything, and, and not just that, but the actions that you've taken and continue to take. Um, but there's so many people, young and old, who still haven't found that. How do you mm-hmm. find that? Like, how do you find that? And, and when did you find that? Or has it always been there? No, I would say it, uh, it hasn't always been there. I think that uh, I'm still, in my journey in life, I'm still learning. Um, but I, along the way, you get teachable moments and uh, that really help you understand. So when you look at the eagle feather, right, the teaching with the eagle feather, you've got the whole plumage and then you've got the centerpiece on the eagle feather. And that's our life's journey from the beginning to the end. If you can visualize this and, and the people that are listening, every once in a while, we kind of wander off on the plumage. And that's where we're kind of like self-discovering, figuring out where we're going. But eventually we meet people or we hear stories and, and then all of a sudden we get better thoughts and ideas. And then it brings us back to that middle piece on the eagle feather and we start our journey again. So having a purpose, a set purpose, um, is very valuable. It's about goal setting. It's about, uh, believing in yourself. Um, the way I do that is through a vision board, a visionary board. So mm. I stay focused by putting myself in the middle with my company, Birchbark, and then everything expands from there, whether it's my, you know, uh, my vision for my family, whether it's my vision for my, for me, self-care, um, which is important. 
uh, vision for my future vision vision you can put vision for uh, your bank account if you want uh, education if that's important and I think purpose is not just about business it's also about you as a in your personal life too where you want to see yourself where you want to see your children so when you write when you put a vision board together just be ready because these things are very powerful i've mm. used them two or three times and it's yeah, the stuff i've put on there subconsciously has come true uh i <clears throat> couldn't agree with you more i made my first vision board when i was probably um i think i was pregnant with my first daughter so i was 19 years old and mm-hmm. I made one and someone I, I had just sort of learned about it and, and I went and did it. And they say if you put actual pictures, so not only words of what you want, yeah. but like pictures. And anyways, I had folded it up and I guess I left it at my mom's. Fast forward about 10 years later, I was cleaning downstairs at my mom's place and I found this thing. And on there, there was like, I want to be on the NAC stage because that was like wild to me. <laughs> like, I'll never be on the NAC stage, uh, you know, and I wanted a house and I, I drew my own house. And Mark, I kid you not, within that 10 years, every single thing that I had written on that vision board happened. Oh, so every so single thing. And the only difference between that, that and and. I like I bought the house. This what I didn't build the house and it looked exactly like the house <laughs> that I drew when I was 90, except that the house so that cool. I bought was two floors as opposed to the one I had just drawn the one with the gate on the side and everything. And awesome. I sat there and cried because I was so shocked. And so this was when I was, you know, probably like my late 20s. And yep. um so ever since then, I, I've I've done a vision board every few years. So now my vision board, and it's it's huge, and it's like a big Bristol board thing that yep. opens sort of on both sides, and it's right above my bed. And I I don't, so you know, cool. I look at it sometimes, and I and I'm thankful for it. But just it's a gentle reminder of everything that is to come if you have it there in your mind all the time. So I, I believe completely in, in that too. And, and as well, um, mine doesn't just have work stuff. Yes. There's projects that I wanted to do. So right now, like, uh, Nabi's water song is still on there, even though it's, it's done, but there are other things on there that are still, that aren't complete. So I'm not, um, I I didn't make a new one yet. So it's been a, a, a couple of years now. Um, but like my physical health, you know, and what I want to put into into my body and how I want to treat it as a gentle reminder mm-hmm. of everything that it does for us. So I think it's like holistic, like you said, and entrepreneurship has to fit into that holistic view of what you want in your life. And it's so important. yeah. And I mean, one time I almost hit you with my car because you were uh, you know, you were running and you ran past me. And I was like, I don't know if hopefully you, you didn't, hopefully you didn't have that on my on your vision board. <laughs> no, no, but like, you know, I see you, um, you know, elder. I'm gonna call you elder Mark from now. Oh, good, you- give you tobacco when I see you. <laughs> no, oh, but so I mean <laughs> but like, you know, you're not just uh talking the talk you're walking the walk and i think um it's so inspiring to see and you know seeing you you know running that day i was like oh wow there's mark where was was that that was in plateau oh was it 
Yep. And you just literally, and, and it was like sort of a, a, you know, a dewy, almost like misty, not quite raining kind of day. And I was like, look at him go. He's just running around in the rain, like nothing stopping him. And you were like very quick. I was very impressed with you. (laughs) Oh, I was jogging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were jogging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's what I was because I was, yeah, I'm an avid jogger. So it's part of, not lately, but uh, yeah, I was enjoying that. Yeah. So I think like that's important too, to talk about when we talk about uh, health in general, whether it's financial health, spiritual health, all kinds uh, of health. Yeah, when I'm jogging, I'm always listening to motivational speeches uh, to really push me in my life. Um, A lot of meditation is important too. Um, Mm -hmm. Working out, it's all part of the self-care piece, right? And um, it's funny, I'll tell you a story about self-care as we talk, because I teach in, I'm an instructor at Vancouver Community College in BC. And um, when we were doing a pilot project project to create the the Indigenous curriculum that I designed, um, self-care was in there. Um, but we had in the pilot project, we had put the self-care later on in the curriculum. You know what the funny thing was after the pilot project was over, we realized and understood that the self-care should have been way at the front, the first thing ever taught Mm. and then trickle off into the curriculum. So it was really a lesson learned to understand. And this is from many people in the class that the self-care was an important, valuable piece, not just to me, but to them as well. Mm hmm. And I think like we have that we're just uh, when I went to school, I went to school at Kitagon Zibi and went to Mokasige, which was a half day uh, Anishinaabemowin and immersion program. So from when I was tiny all the way until high school, half of our days were spent, you know, learning things like um, skinning deers, gardening, mm-hmm. fishing, all of that good stuff. And I remember thinking when I moved to the city because I didn't know, uh, you know, I, I took English. Uh, I have a bachelor's degree in English, which is crazy and wild. But like I didn't know about the Bible. And there's so many references uh, mm-hmm. when I was in university about the Bible. So I felt at the time that I didn't know things and that I was behind and that I wasn't as smart as everyone else who was there. Um, fast forward, how many years later? Um, and it's been probably about a decade, I would say, since I was, you know, late 20s, early 30s, that I finally started realizing and appreciating the value in what I was taught. And, you know, part of that, you know, we smudged all the time yeah. and we gave thanks and like, wow, what a gift. That I, that I didn't even realize how powerful that is. It's yeah. just in our way, you know. Yeah. Um. It's and to be thankful, cool. in and you know, when when people are you know praying, whether we're praying together, we always thank you know Mother Earth and the animals and the water and all the spirits around us. And how amazing it is that we all like we know that we're all connected, that we're not just us alone. We're connected to everything. And and when you're connected to everything, that means everything you do affects other things and, you know, vice versa. The, uh, the earth is um, <clears throat> very important. And uh, so is water. And we we're all born within water in our mother's womb. Right. And uh, the. The, the connection to, oh, well, even grounding, right? Walking outside with no socks on and 
you know, hugging a tree and there's a lot of energy that a tree can give you. Right. And, um, it's just, it, it's connecting. And, and I think that, um, there's, there's one other analogy that it, it's like, we don't slow down enough to see this stuff, what you just said, because it's like going down the same road every single day and you're driving in your car or riding a motorcycle or whatever, you're flying down this road and all you're thinking mm-hmm. about is getting to your destination. But you take that same situation and you walk that road this time to wherever you're, mm-hmm. dest- wherever you're going. Now you hear the, now you hear the wind through the trees. Now you hear the crickets. Now you can see the grass. You can see everything, all your surroundings around you. So this is a message that I say that we need to slow down and observe mm. and take the time to understand our surroundings and what's around us. And because we spend our life moving so fast and getting to a, you know, getting to that destination that we don't take time for ourselves to slow down and see what's around us. That's a, the important things, right? <clears throat> Honestly, Mark, you, I, I feel uh, calm when I listen to you and that's, uh, that's, that's hard for me to do. I'm pretty, uh, I'm easily excitable, oh, <laughs> but geez, I, <laughs> but I just like, I, I love hearing your stories and I love how, how you say them and what you say. Um, oh, thanks sunshine. Yeah. So, uh, any last, any advice, what would you give to, um, someone just starting out? What'd you tell them? Well, I guess, I mean, using my business as a, as an example, I mean, I went through the floodgates so fast and, you know, there's a lot of cool things coming around the corner, but I guess people that are just starting out, I really, really, uh, well, there's a shift with COVID right now. And I think that, uh, we need to bring this to the forefront that there's a new hybrid way of doing things now where it's not about brick and mortar it's more about uh, reaching larger audiences with e-commerce and stuff and uh you know i was fortunate enough way back when to start with e-commerce and i could i didn't have the money to for a roaster or or, or open a business um so e-commerce was was introduced to me and i think you really have to sit down and write your thoughts out mm-hmm. of your business what you what you envision of where you want to go, what is its purpose, um, and understand the financial piece to it and that uh, the amount of monetary uh, piece that you have to ensure that you're paying for. Because there's, there's monthly costs. And then when you get to, when you start scaling up and you're getting larger, you have to understand there's trademarking. So you have to protect your business. You have to protect your logos. Um, and you have to understand too, if you want to stay as a sole proprietor or, and, or if you want to incorporate and, uh, for me, I'm incorporated, um, and where you want to go, do you want to stay local? Uh, do you want to, um, uh, go larger and start going globally like myself? Mm-hmm. Um, so you got a lot of these things and they, and it doesn't mean you have to do it all in the one day you can, you, as you move forward, you can change your goals, which is okay. And, uh, but as long as you understand where you want to end up, mm-hmm. I think that's really, really an important piece. Um, for me, um, we want to, uh, as I share this as with my business, so people can understand that with Birchbrook, we will be, see how I said that we will be a household name. Mm-hmm. I'm very, I'm very confident in that we will, uh, 
Oh, there was one question somebody asked me one time. They go, they go uh, oh, yeah, there's so many coffee companies out there. What makes you any different? And I kept saying, well, you know, one on one hand, you know, yeah, you're right. There's a lot of coffee companies and maybe we are different um, or maybe we are. And I, but I said, we, what did I say? I said, well, uh, well we're just going to do it better. Mm. And I think mm. that's really important. I, and I, I guess as, as entrepreneurs, I want people to understand that don't focus on corporate anymore. There's a big shift with millennials and generation Z's where it's about giving back. It's about, it's about helping, helping people out. And, and, and here's the other thing I'll just, um, with the pay for it, pay it for it piece with my company. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's a, if you look at the coffee bags that I have and you look at the labels, um, they're actually all put on by hand. They're all glued on. And I support, I don't tell too many people this, but I support a company in, in uh, Nova Scotia called uh, Flower Cart. And people that can't readily get into the workforce um, that have Down syndrome, have uh, disabilities, anything, that they, just, they just can't get in. I actually help employ them uh, through Flower Cart, which is a nonprofit organization. And eat, every one of the every one of the labels on my bags that go, that go internationally are all put on by hand by them, and I'm so proud to support them. Um, Aww. that <laughs> I never, makes I never, my. I thank you for sharing that. That makes my heart like really warm and mushy because you know my son, who's twelve years old, has Down's yeah. and cerebral palsy. So I often yeah. think about, you know, I well often I actually just started thinking about, but you know, in the future, how is that going to look for him? You know, and yeah. you know, every other, you know, when you have children, you think like, okay, they're yeah. going to either start a business, get a job, do this, and they're going to be fine and self-sufficient. But you know, when you have when you're a parent with a, a child who has special needs, um, it's different. Your outlook is different and, mm-hmm. and you think about those things and you know, sometimes worry. And so that makes me really happy. And I'm going to go and um, I'm going to follow up with you and to get that uh, website. And I'm going to go and look at them because I think that's beautiful and amazing. There is is some in Ontario, but uh, you know that it really, I created what you call a, uh, it's a bit of a tongue twister, but an indigenous inclusion continuum business model that was, that resonates with indigenous people. And, um, uh, that piece of it actually uh, really closed my business model because I was a little bit open at the end trying to figure out how am I going to end this whole business model. Mm-hmm. And that was the piece that when I, when I was presented to them and I, when I went to Nova Scotia, and when I, it was a surprise to me that I didn't even know the three years ago. And, and when I went there and I walked in, Oh, sunshine, man, I started crying. Like mm-hmm. I, I wear my heart on my sleeve. And then when they were all, there was like 50 people in there with staff and stuff. And <clears throat> I seen all my labels mm-hmm. and they had it all set up for me. And they were showing me how they were putting the, the labels on the coffee bags. And then they were going birch, bark, birch, bark. And I'm going like, oh, oh my God, like what a oh. moment. It was, it was just like, that was a piece that, and I'm saying this to entrepreneurs, that was a piece that really brought it home where, I'm proud to be doing what I'm doing and mm. supporting like full rounded supporting everybody. <clears throat> wow. I'm sitting here and I'm uh, full of tears right now. So uh, I, you know, I would love after this pandemic is over to meet you there and to witness that because that is beautiful on so many levels that I probably can't articulate it properly, but like, Oh, you just, yeah. uh, 
Yeah, you, you the, got uh, me right there. You know, it's about giving back. You know, when I was talking about giving back, it's, uh, I remember, you might relate to this, I'm not sure, but uh, when I was younger and I had, I was married before and I had children and uh, I remember one Christmas, um, I wanted to teach my kids about giving back and, and teach them about, um, it's not everything's about monetary and getting gifts, right? Mm-hmm. So it was Christmas time and we wanted to go to uh, to um, Salvation Army or, or the Ottawa Mission and just say, hey, we're going to go and serve meals to homeless people this year. Mm-hmm. Wow, geez, I'll tell you, it was so so bloody hard to do that. You you know, they want CPIC checks, like criminal record name checks. They oh. And then they turn around and go, oh, your kids are too young. They can't come in. I said, what? I just want to serve meals and show my kids respect responsibility yeah and uh anyway it was a big headache never got it done but i remembered that story and not that i knew that i was going to open up a coffee business but when i was creating this business part of the purpose and everything um and part of my business model was okay give back so every time i wanted to make it easy for people so they didn't have to go through the stuff i was the stuff that i went through in that in that story so picking up a coffee bag or drinking a cup of coffee at a restaurant or whatever, you knew that just by drinking that you were actually helping a family. Mm-hmm. And I think that I think that's the important piece. So whatever business that you do create out there, the people that are listening, you know, just have in mind of uh, in your purpose. You know, what is it that you're doing with that that product or that business or that thought that's going to give back to somebody, right? No matter mm-hmm. what it is. Hmm. Um, so where, where can we find and purchase all of the coffee? Oh, good grief, sunshine. It's, it's gotten so fast. (laughs) I can't even keep track anymore. Who's carrying the coffee, but, uh, I will tell you that there are some big stores that, uh, it's going to be launched, I think on indigenous day Mm. coming up national indigenous day, there's going to be announcements. Um, yeah, I can't really say too much more about that, but uh, there's a few big stores that are going to be taking it on. It's right across Canada. Um, and then I could say that also there's supply chains happening. So, And then also uh, internationally too. So I was meeting with the trades commissioners and global affairs the other day. So yeah, there's some countries that are in the Asian market too. Wow. Wow. Yeah. This is so, I feel like uh, I need to talk to you after, uh, <laughs> after I June 21st. <laughs> I told Victoria about it. So, but it's, it's just, uh, I have, the contracts aren't signed yet, so I can't really expand. But the other right. piece too, I forgot to tell you is that one of the blends, which I haven't really pushed this one yet, but even though it sells, um, just, I've been so busy with the water stuff. So it's called deep decolonize and revitalize so it's the two spirit communities right one of of the coffees i have actually um we raise money for education and awareness to help the oh goodness the acronym now is l g b t t q q i p two s a a so we're in collaboration with the nonprofit edmonton two spirit society oh look at you yeah you're doing all the work everything good so for you a, yeah it's it's just well, it's giving back it's oh that's the one that we didn't it's about leaving a legacy that's the important thing mm. the work you do the work we do leave yeah. a legacy a good legacy good footprint hmm. 
Mark, uh, I could keep you, talking with you. Yeah, yeah, I know. What, what, what do you want to say? <laughs> what do you want to talk about? All the, all the good work you're doing. It's, you know what? It's, I think, I think uh, the message is, is for, for, for people that are, you know, uh, creating their businesses as an indigenous person, don't be shy to, to get out there and, uh, and, and, Grow big, mm-hmm. um, expand, reach out to global affairs, reach out to uh, uh, learn about exporting. And I think that there's a big piece not on a global level where where we can push push into uh, procurement and uh, and and reach out to companies like CCAB, Canadian Council of Aboriginal Business, and have them support you because mm-hmm. um, we are we are the future of Canada's economy. And it, mm-hmm. it is about indigenizing. Mm-hmm. Reclaiming. Reclaiming, yes. Yep. I love business, that word. It's business reconciliation. Mm-hmm. It, it really is. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you for today. Thank you for <laughs> this welcome. chat. Um, Jimmy yeah, Gwetch, uh for joining us. And uh, we'll see you again soon. We can't wait to see what you're up to. Uh, love following your story i will continue to follow your story and be a cheerleader for all the work that you are doing miigwech mark yeah thank you for joining us today on the powwow pitch podcast dedicated to empowering indigenous entrepreneurs thank you to our co-presenting partners rbc facebook and shopify to our syndicate partners startup canada to our producers victoria lennox and cyprian shalankevich and to everyone who makes Powwow Pitch possible. Be sure to visit powwowpitch.org to explore how we can support you to start your business and sign up to our newsletter to learn more about the Indigenous Startup Program to get access to training and mentors, the Powwow Pitch competition for your chance to win up to $25,000, and the Indigenous Entrepreneurship Awards to celebrate your success. Until next time, I am your host, Sunshine Quemtanasco, miigwech.